from Zinni Me. We are, it's like a groundhog day sometimes <laughs> with another day in business and working through this pandemic. And we want to check in with all of you. And last week we had talked a lot about clients and telehealth. And today we wanted to talk about marketing and what's shifting and what we're seeing work and all of those things. I am Miranda Palmer, if you don't know me already. I'm a therapist in um, California, uh, a trauma therapist by train, trade, and I help other therapists. We're um, so if I didn't really say already. We have until June 30th. So <laughs> <don't know> why. <laughs> um, we are here to support you. Let us know where you're at and what's happening in your practice, what your marketing questions are in the chat. It's really important for us that we want to give you great information, but also tailor what we're talking about to your particular needs right here, right now um, in the space. We're hearing from like two kind of almost like separate camps, it feels like. There's one camp of therapists who are saying, oh my gosh, my practice is dried up overnight. I, I don't have any clients. I've got no phone calls. I'm in like complete anxiety panic mode. Um, my practice, no one's going to want therapy right now. There's nothing I can do. And there's other camps saying, oh my gosh, I have more clients than I know what to do with. Um, you know, maybe there's a little dip, but not a lot. And I'm, I'm just, I'm okay with a little dip, you know, that 10% because I've got a lot more responsibilities at home with my kids and like everything's kind of in flow. Um, and so there's this kind of like dichotomy happening and we want to bring everybody together and we really want to show the people that are getting this message internally or in this fear place that, oh my gosh, there's nothing I can do. Um, <clears throat> I'm, you know, I, I'm trapped. I'm helpless to know that you, you can really reach out to people in an impactful way and that people really want you to, and they're really looking for you. Um, you don't have to be, I know I keep saying it like an ambulance chaser, you know, like you don't have to be out there um, trying to capitalize on COVID to be successful right now. You just need to be who you are and learn how to do that in a way that works in the current, um, in the current world and kind of our day-to-day -day lives. One of the biggest things I think people mistake marketing for of like sales but if you can reframe marketing as caring, it kind of changes how you feel towards it, especially during this time. Think of any marketing activity as connecting and caring about other people, flat out. Mm -hmm. There's no push, there's no any of that. It is simply, um, like I had a coaching call this morning with a client who was like, I don't wanna get on the phone, I don't mm -hmm. wanna call my clients. And I just said, what if you could flip it just to say, I care about them and I need to check in on them. And that kind of shifted the interaction. So to get you out of that stuck place, if that's you, um, I, I really encourage you to look at your heart and your purpose as to why you are in business anyways, because you ultimately care about helping people. And now more than ever, people need that. Whether they're ready to like do therapy right now or not, I think this week alone, I've gotten two requests for therapist referrals um, personally. Like people have reached out to me personally and said, hey, I need to talk to someone. I'm not doing well with all of this stuff. And so 
um, people are still looking and the need is gonna be even higher with the collective trauma of everything and um, uh, you know, just relationships, everything's getting compressed and that's gonna bring out all this stuff that we help with. Yeah, it's that one of the things that we've been talking about in terms of private practices and businesses is that this pressure has really shown where there's like cracks and like issues in the foundation of a lot of businesses. And so they kind of like came to the surface. Oh, wow, I never had a process in place or an informed consent for telehealth. I didn't have a backup plan if I couldn't get into my office. Um, and, th and this isn't a pandemic plan. This is just like a backup plan for what if my office was flooded or what if there was a car accident or my, my client was sick for two weeks or you know they were quarantined for some other random reason that just to have a plan in place is a powerful and really important thing. So people that have that made this transition so much more easily. When we look at what's happening in people's homes and in their relationships and in their families, again, those foundations, the cracks, the pieces, they're all kind of getting like extra pressure and those communication patterns, those the boundary setting, the ability to verbalize, this is how I'm feeling, and this is what I need right now. I need some space, I need some time, I need to go outside, here's what I, I need from you, um, <clears throat> here's what I need you to say to me right now when I'm feeling panicked. Um, so there's just a lot that's there that's coming to the surface, and we as therapists are uniquely, uniquely prepared to provide that support. You know, when you have politicians who are getting on and talking with hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people, and they're saying, stay home and get therapy. You know, there's been this huge conversation about the stigma of mental health and whether therapy is something, you know, is coaching cooler now than therapy. They're not saying <laughs> on these broadcasts, stay home and go get a life coach. They're saying, stay home and get therapy. This is really important. This is a necessity to get through this stressful time. This is powerful. So there's less stigma. There's more support. Um, and what I think is interesting is that there are a lot of therapists that they're in their mode of, of crisis, right? We're experiencing a trauma right now too. So we're in this mode of trauma and it's getting in the way of us kind of naturally and doing the easeful things to marketing. We just kind of look at, well, what was I doing or what was I planning on doing a month ago? Oh, I can't do that now. Ooh, I'm trapped, I'm helpless. And we wanna help you shift out of that to, to tap into, okay, what was I really, as Kelly was talking about, I was really wanting to build relationships and connections. I can build relationships and connections right now, right? There is a um, somebody wanting support, right? Somebody a couple of weeks ago, maybe 10, 14 days ago, realized, you know what? I need support right now and I need some connection in terms of how to do teleplay therapy online. I am looking for support. I need encouragement. I need some consultation around that. I need some like connection and some ideas. And so they put together a Facebook group and that Facebook group has over almost 19,000 people in the span of just a couple of weeks. They're able to, you know, 
look for what they needed, create connection and building relationships. And those relationships are going to be impactful. Do I think that that person's going to not be without clients? No, I think that's going to be a person that people are going to look to as a leader um, during this time. And that's going to be impactful in a positive way in their practice now and for a very long time to come. Um, so that place of getting into stillness um, and being able to kind of manage the feelings that are coming up and experience them and, you know, give them, I don't know, honor them and, and express them and then move into, okay, what does this look like in my life and my business? So we wanted to go over what your marketing plan can look like right now. And then we also want to cover some things to not do <laughs> yes. that we see happening uh, as well. So I thought we'd just kind of go over what we teach in boot camp anyway and kind of apply it to this time for you guys of what's been going on. And as Miranda was saying, the first step is nurturing relationships. So how does that look in the midst of a pandemic? It still looks like utilizing LinkedIn to meet new people. It still looks like reaching out to your other, the people who have referred to you in the past and checking on them. Just check on them. Like more than ever, they're probably small businesses, your doctors, your attorneys, they've all, we're all being impacted. Care, reach out, say, are you still offering services? I'm still offering services. I want to check if you are in case my clients do need a referral in the midst of this. Like, what do they do for a chiropractor? Like, find out what your referral resources are doing in the midst of this. And that will help you bind together and support each other. It'll help you educate your clients about the options and resources out there. And it also just helps foster that them knowing what you're doing in your practice. It is amazing to me, to us and our community, we think everybody's telehealth, but the world out there has no concept of it. If they're not in therapy, they're just kind of assuming that we're closed for business mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like one of my girlfriends was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I was like, well, all the therapists are still seeing people. She's like, oh, they are. They, they, there's not a concept. We are um, blinded because we're surrounded by all of our colleagues and friends doing this. But people just don't know. And that could also be a referral source. They don't know that, hey, they're still doing telehealth and it's still very effective. I think that's a piece, too, that a lot of therapists have had this internal <clears throat> sense that they didn't want to do telehealth telehealth, that it isn't something that's effective, it's not as good as, they haven't looked at the research themselves, they haven't found that there's been significant studies that have found mm -hmm. that telehealth can be just as impactful and gets the, the same outcomes. And I understand the fear in terms of people saying, but I don't want to be forced to be to do telehealth. Like, I don't want this to be something where we lose that in person. We're not asking you to do that forever but to know that you can do great work. Just like if you're in the middle of a crisis work, if you guys have done case management, you've done in-home care, you've done stuff that's out on the front lines, if whatever kind of crisis work you've done, I've done crisis work in hospital rooms. Like I've done them out on the, I've done stuff on the phone. I've done stuff driving people around. Like I have 
sat on the lawn with clients who like couldn't ground in a room. Like we can do all, there's so many different ways that we can connect in with people. This is one additional option that we need to put into our quiver. Like we need to put it into our bag of tricks and into this important piece. But if you internally are blocked and saying, I don't want to do this, then you are going to give that to your potential clients, to the clients that you already have. And what's really hard about that is ultimately what's happening if you can't come from the strong, solid base of saying, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be okay. It's going to work. We, you know, we'll go back when it's there. But for right now, you need this. And here's why, because I know you. And here's what needs to happen. And here's exactly how it's going to work. And we'll do this together. And it's all going to be okay. If you don't come from that place, then this person who everything is topsy-turvy has just lost one additional support system, one other solid place. You can still go into your office and have it look exactly the same and be in that space. You can set something up where you're sitting in your chair and they see the same thing and you can create that dynamic if it's healthy for you to do it. There are ways to, to still be in that space. And if you can hold that space, how impactful is that for your clients? How impactful is that not just for the current clients that you've been seeing, but for the past clients that you wrapped everything up with, you know, whether it was three months, six months, a year ago, and now they're going, oh my gosh, well, I'm sure I can't reach out to that person because, you know, the world is closed. We should be reaching out to our past clients, especially people with trauma, medical trauma, and just, hey, I'm here for you if you need it. So in terms of like nurturing those relationships, holding to what you're doing right now, which is a lot of telehealth and understanding the value of that and who you help and reaching out to people who have referred to you before or who you've referred to building new relationships on platforms like LinkedIn with other professionals, which we teach a lot about in bootcamp as well. And reaching out to past clients just out of care of saying, hey, I know life is different right now. I'm here if you need help. That's all. I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing. So that's kind of where the nurturing relationship part is. And so if you're listening to this, I want you to think about what's one of those things that I can do this week to nurture and care about others as a way to also support other businesses. It supports my clients. It helps my, it's like a win-win all around to care about other people. That is your marketing. So who is a person you can reach out to? Who do you want to newly find? Maybe there's a new connection. You're like, I really wish I knew a chiropractor who was doing something, you know, for some of my clients who are having physical pain. Like just think about where you want to make new connections even. So what is one thing you can do this week in terms of nurturing those relationships? Yeah. Um, Tabby sharing that she reached out to clients and she said, even those who couldn't come in, we're all grateful I reached out. Mm -hmm. So really think about like in your heart of hearts um, who you are. And again, realize it is about relationships and caring always. Um, I think relating back to that, reaching out to a new person, again, I want to drive this home. I know Kelly said it, but it's just such an important thing. It feels uncomfortable for people to build a new relationship because, wow, it's COVID. 
I shouldn't be reaching out to anyone. And if everybody's in that space, it means that everybody's disconnected. We need community more than ever. If you think about what's happening in neighborhoods where people are having, you know, lawn chats and chatting with their neighbors from their lawns or putting up hearts in the windows and, and doing these things over video, like there's all these different ways and people are saying, oh my gosh, it actually feels really good to connect with my neighbors in a way that I hadn't before in a new way. So I want you to take that to this idea of the business world or to your local community to connect in is a powerful thing. And people may really want to know you here in um, here in Oceanside where I live, they have an Oside local and they're highlighting all of these restaurants and all these places to eat, which is great. You know, dine local. This is great. What have you. But I haven't seen any therapists say, hey, you know, can you let people know I'd love to be highlighted as an Oceanside business to talk about like, here's how I'm doing therapy. And here's yeah. a way that you can get therapy local. <laughs> I can, I can provide support. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can build relationships and, and connect. And you may be able to reach out to local um, Facebook groups and say, Hey, what are you guys seeing? What are the questions people are having? I'm happy to do a Q and a about, how to cope with being at home with family members, how to deal with being thrust into being a homeschooling parent, whatever those pieces are. Again, if you're reaching out in kindness and real true, like I want to be of service and I want to be of help, people can feel that. Um, if you're saying, hey, can I just post my services on your page? It doesn't feel good. And that connects into another step that we teach about the, your marketing plan. One of the other aspects, you have nurturing relationships and in that you also have building visibility. So connecting with your community, speaking out. Um, so like Miranda is suggesting Facebook um, groups and asking people, how may I be of service in this time? in a local sense online is one way we can do it now because currently you're not going to be probably speaking at a school or those kinds of things but right now it's going to be in communities online offering resources some of our clients have already done like news spots virtually like one of our clients was interviewed at home on her webcam you know for the local news um, people are writing articles for their newspaper People are being featured in community directories and things like that. Updating your directory to say that you offer virtual therapy, like if you're in a directory listing, but don't focus on just COVID. You have a niche, you have a passion for who you serve, even in the midst of a pandemic, that doesn't change that. It's just the delivery is changing. So you wanna be sure that it's clear that you are open for business right? And you're building that visibility and saying, hey, mental health matters, whether it's me or I give you a referral to someone else, and we are still on the front lines here helping you. So you can go live on your social media pages, like what we're doing today, talking about giving tips, helping people. Be, again, it's being of service in the midst of what's going on and building your visibility is not just for your business, you're building visibility for the mental health community and service professionals and eliminating stigma too. 
So when people are like, well, I don't, I don't want it to be about me. It isn't about you. It is about a bigger picture of how we all contribute to the mental health of our community. I want you to bring, breathe that in that we can be leaders right now in terms of creating access for the mental health of our community, that we can be part of helping the collective that's going through this shared trauma right now, um, globally, you know, usually when something like this happens, it's very like in a particular area, right? Only my it's, family knows or only, yeah. Yeah, or like there's yeah. a tornado in my town or hurricane town. or a flood mm-hmm. in, my, in my city. To have this collective global space, we can be collective global leaders to help everyone come together in this different way and know that there are other ways to respond in the midst of trauma. And I think that's, and this is a little soapboxy, but I think that's impactful because I think when you respond to a trauma like this in a different way in this moment, I think that can be impactful to helping people respond to and heal from even their past work. So we have this moment in time to really reach people when they're very receptive, when they have sometimes a lot of extra time on their hands, when they don't have as many distractions, you know, like people are posting memes that say like, I finished Netflix, right? It's sort of a joke, but they're saying like, I'm running out of things to do. I'm running out of ways to distract myself. And this is a great opportunity for us to step in with resources and say, here's an alternative to distracting yourself. Here's a way that you can dig in with this extra time into personal development, into self-development, into art, into connecting more deeply with families and working through relational issues. Like there's so many resources we can provide right now. And there's so much need for what do I do (laughs) with my time and space and how do I kind of reset my life? This is a reset. And so we've talked about nurture relationships and building visibility and being of service, caring directly for the clients, referrals in our community. But then there's also that, what do we do online? You know, what do we do with our websites and all these things? And so that's where we become visible in an online sense of with our, our website and things like that. And so I think we wanted to spend a little time on what that looks like right now some things we're seeing happen that we want to caution you. We don't want you to build a COVID website. We don't need a COVID website, right? You have, <laughs> you, you help people in a certain way that's uniquely yours. That's what we need. Now you can help them through this pandemic. You can help them through personal tragedy and all of that. We can still talk about like telehealth and 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 the benefits of that and all of that, but we don't have to create an entire website around. Uh, are you struggling with your anxiety through COVID? That might be a great blog, you know. But think about could this blog last beyond the pandemic? Like what I teach in it, what I share in it, can it can it give benefit to the world far beyond just this moment, you know? So there's blog writing you can do. And we've seen some really great ones come out about coping through the pandemic, but also just talking about um, how do you take care of yourself when 
your life is turned upside down. So a little bit more broad and less just COVID focused. And also writing some about like, what is telehealth like? What is that experience like? Walking people through to ease their anxiety about it. Yeah, I think it's it's something I've seen consistently with therapists that we make all these assumptions that people know how therapy works just in general. And then yeah. we have, so like even that, like this is something again that we would recommend for your marketing regardless of here's how therapy with me works. We actually outline the first six six blogs for therapists that are in boot camp, and we put together headings and we say, here's how you fill in the blanks for your unique practice, because this is something every therapist needs. This is great customer service. This is great education for our communities. So all we're doing is taking that to the next level in terms of saying, and wow, this is maybe something if I wasn't telehealth focused before, I didn't really clarify. And people need to know what this looks like, right? Mm -hmm. What do people see about telehealth therapy um, in, uh, in the media or on ads, right? There's a lot of ads that say like telehealth is that you're just going to text your therapist <laughs> and this is what it's going to look like. Or you're going to be pop on with a stranger. These people have a relationship with you for them right. to understand how it works. I'm thinking of that commercial where a woman is in the hot tub talking to her therapist. It's a, it's assumed it's a virtual therapist. And I'm like, first of all, that's dangerous because you could be electrocuted. <laughs> Second of all, like, you're in the, I don't know, like, it just was this, maybe that happens. I don't know, but it doesn't feel very true to the process of therapy <laughs> like in your hot tub talking about work that day with your I don't know so that's what media is selling people you know it's it's great as long you can as long as you have a hot tub you can afford therapy and um Weird. don't worry and everybody wants their therapist to see them in a bathing suit like that's not doesn't feel awkward at all right whatever the whatever the dynamic is we have to help people shift and give them reality of what it is. They're going to say like, well, I can't lay down. Like, am I supposed to lay down on my own couch and do this? Or are you just going to ask me, how do I feel? Like, I don't need someone asking me, how do I feel for an hour right now? Like, mm. that's, I don't need that. And we need to clarify, this is how we work and this is what we do. Mm. Um, and especially if you use... And the, again, this is always true, but especially if you're using a modality that people don't, uh, you know, kind of automatically understand how that works in an online setting. So if you are doing teleplay therapy, if you are doing EMDR, if you're doing somatic work, um, if you're doing brain spotting, all these other pieces to be able to clarify in general how this works, but also to dig into your particular modality, it's a great time to educate people, to give them information, to help them understand what the research says, and to build hope and trust that even in the midst of all of this, it's going to be okay and that there is support. With that said, in addition to blogging, I do think if you offer telehealth sessions, you could add a page on your site about services or specialty, you know, Usually under services, you have your different kinds of counseling that you offer, psychotherapy. Um, I think it is fine to add a page on telehealth and just talk about that some and then using the blog to further 
educate and that you could reference on that page, the blogs that you've written as well. So I do think we're saying don't make your whole website COVID, but I think you can add about telehealth on your site. Um, some therapists are adding like an announcement bar across the top saying, yes, we are open. Our sessions are, are we have availability this week. We can meet with you virtually, you know? So um, I think, yeah, Tabby's saying people are shocked that she can still do in DR. People don't know. And this assumption piece, Miranda hit the nail on the head. It is the, you know, somebody was already saying, should I lower my fee? I'm like, is that even the issue right now? Do people just even know you're open? <laughs> like, let's start there before we assume it's all these other reasons we don't know. Um, so all that said, blogging and updating the website can be really helpful right now, um, as well as if you take that blog, we teach this whole like repurposing, how you can break that up into social media posts, how you could do a Facebook Live on that blog. You don't have to be churning out 15 pieces of content right now. You just need to hold the frame of I'm open. This is how I help. This is how we're going to get through this and just keep doing iterations of that. I mean, that's one of the things that we're doing here now. We're using something called um, BeLive.tv that we're doing as a Facebook Live. And then we will give this to our virtual assistant and she will repurpose this into a video blog, into social media posts. She'll put it into Instagram um, she will put it onto our podcast so that people can listen that way because we know that everyone's kind of coping with this and in, in, in their own space. So we just want to make sure that the information is out there. So we're doing it in this way because it's a way that we can get information out very quickly. Um, so think about that piece too and how you might marry these two things together in terms of educating and providing nurturing and also building relationships. You could be interviewing some of the local business owners that could be supports to your clients. You could be interviewing them like this and saying, how are, what are you doing differently? How is this working? How are you helping with anxiety? You know, what does this look like in particular? Have you moved your breathwork classes online? Let's talk about meditation. What about yoga for eating disorders? You know, all these different pieces that I'm seeing where people are saying, look, I don't just need an online in, uh, online yoga class. I need an online yoga class that is health at every size or that is specific to eating disorders to connect my clients with. So what if you were to do those interviews, build a relationship, make yourself visible, be, be a leader, provide support to your communities, and at the same time, let people know that you're you're open and the ways that you help at the same time. It's not as complicated as our brains want to make it to be. <laughs> and Miranda and I have taught this many times in our marketing training. You are a stellar marketer because therapists are empathic. That is it. If you can be empathic, you're going to do great with marketing because you are going to care about people. You're going to connect with where they're at and meet their needs. Now, maybe you don't know all the little bits of like the tech of how to do this or that, but at the end of the day, your messaging is one of connection and a desire to support and help and transform people, even in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, I love this. You know, sometimes this means as you're looking at your marketing plan and what you had planned, 
maybe you're switching things up. Erica, um, she's talking about how she's starting her YouTube channel now instead of the summer because it just kind of makes sense in terms of the opportunities and the things that she's doing and wanting to make sure and share information with people. And I think that that's really powerful to realize that when you do have a marketing plan and you have it written out, guys, like not just in your head where you're spinning around and or you have this long to-do list that feels like you'll never get it done, like really look at what can I do this week? What can I do this month? What am I outsourcing? What is automated? And then when you say yes to something, right, find out if you have time to do it or move something around, like really be intentional and don't just take every opportunity because it's coming because you're kind of feeling like, well, I, I have to do this right here, right now. Like there's no other option than I have to take every podcast interview that comes my way. No. <laughs> you know, you have to do every Facebook live that comes my way. It doesn't always make sense. You know, I think that's really important. <sighs> right. I love um, Jessica. Thank you. We're start slowly working out art therapy online, being creative, what people have around their homes. I love it. And I wonder too, is, are there groups um, online for people that are doing art therapy online in a place that you could support and kind of have some fun with that? Could you be a leader in that area as well? Um, and could you create some, some video blogs, some other ways, some Facebook lives? Hey, here's my art of the day. And uh, maybe you could tie it in like Erica. Um, I can never say her name properly. It's uh, Labuzin Lopez. It's a lot in my head. I just always think like LL, Erica LL. Um, she does some work on minimalism, right? So here's a great time for people to start working on their minimalism and doing something with all this stuff they've been saving up for, you know, this time they're going to do this art project or that thing. Well, let me keep it around just in case. Well, let's start using some stuff up. Let's look yeah. at in our cupboards and find what we really have before we just panic and um, try to look for more. My hope is that this inspires you to show up mm -hmm. and be visible because truly people need this. Anxiety is on the rise. OCD on the rise, addiction on the rise, infidelity, relationship, emotional disconnection on the freaking rise. And we know personally therapists who are still getting calls. Yes, maybe volume has been down, but they're so busy with the current clients and any new clients, there's not much more capacity. So that tells us something. And we take hope in that. We do not feel like this is the end. We do not feel like, oh gosh, the whole thing is going to crash and burn. And if you feel that way, come back to this video and remind yourself of what you can do because people don't know you're out there. People don't know what's going to help them. People are suffering and hurting and that is on the rise. And if we rise up to that, only good can come from it. And that's what we want to help you to do is to remember to show up, care, give a message that transforms people and takes them into take, making some change in their life, whether that be booking a session with you or doing something differently in their day to day. But the world needs you. And I know you're all stressed. I get it. Like, it's like, I can't do one more thing. Just take 
30 minutes and do one of the things we talked about this week, if you can. Mm. Yeah, I booked two new clients yesterday after a dip in my caseload, right? Oh, at least, yeah, awesome. <sighs> so good. And I think this is, I think this is so important too, in terms of realizing that Kelly and I are two people who built our practice through the recession, right? We are not coming to this from a Pollyanna place of, oh my gosh, you know, like things aren't, aren't scary right now. Like we understand it's scary. It's, it's impactful. Um, but one of the best things you can do is keep your business solid and keep moving and moving forward so that you can be solid and you have room to give back to your communities. If you immediately get into a fear mode and use your way of marketing is trying to just do everything for free and then you can't pay rent, your mortgage, you know, your health care, what have you, and then you're in, in this fight or flight place, you can't be of service in the same way, right? So give out of room to give, out of extra time, out of money, out of money that you already have saved, that you had earmarked for charity. Like really look at the numbers in your life and make sure that you have room and space to give out of bounty so that you can be fully present for your clients, fully engaged with them and know that, wow, it's, it's here. So don't, and again, I know Kelly touched on briefly earlier, but do not use, you know, free or cheap or reduced fee as your way of marketing. Be the person who's marketing because you are doing awesome work because you can really help people like that, that, that doesn't change. We are, I mean, we are having conversations actively in boot camp now about how do I give back? Uh, there was a discussion I saw on Facebook where some of the like giving back associations were expecting therapists to give seven hour shifts once a week. And it's impossible. I can't carve out seven hours. Can you between having homeschooling, all this other stuff, you know? And like, so what are other ways that we can give back? And honestly, just showing, being visible, writing these blogs, doing a Facebook Live, that is giving back, you guys. That is serving people while you are still also taking care of your clients. So. Oh, Tammy, I was able to help coworkers at an agency get up and going with telehealth two Aww, weeks ago so because of your support and information. And I was able to encourage other therapists. Good. Back. That's beautiful. It's so good. Like there are lots of ways for us to support one another during this time. It is important. It is powerful. <sighs> you know, we can be here and be here for one another. But again, your practice is needed. You are needed. Your family needs your practice to be viable, probably. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's important. Your community need strong businesses right now. There's a reason people are doing this whole like support local business, like go out to eat, you know, all this silly stuff, which is, it's sort of ridiculous. But at the same time, they're saying like, these businesses are important. Like we want to support these restaurants. It's important for the people that work there. Is your business any less important than the restaurant that you're supporting by eating out or getting Uber Eats or, or going out to eat? Like, is that really less important? And are those restaurants and businesses, are they doing that work and saying, well, I'm, I'm going to do um, meals for families for $2? No, like a few of them are doing little discounts, but primarily they're just 
doing they have to take care of their staff and everything you know like it's we they still need to function as a business here and so do you don't stop marketing that is our message flat out don't stop don't stop caring don't stop showing up don't stop nurturing If anybody has any final questions you have about 30 seconds before we're going to wrap up right here. I just, for those of you who showed up live and there's so many of you and we so appreciate you, we want to give you that extra option to post your questions and get feedback from us um, because we care and we want to show up for you and helping you. If you're feeling really stuck about your marketing, let us know. Um, Otherwise, if you feel good, just say, heck yeah, this is awesome. Let us know how it (laughs) feels. Um, and we'll know that we can uh, we can log off and, and go through that process. So again, that collective breath we can take together. It's important. You're needed. It's important. Ooh, Carrie Ann says, taking the 30 minutes to sit down and focus on the marketing is super helpful and keeps the focus without being overwhelmed. Yes, I love it. Let me tell you who's making community connections is Carrie Ann, man. She is like in her community, like resourcing like crazy with local businesses and agencies and everything. It's awesome. Mm. I'm glad you're encouraged. That's great. I feel encouraged. Thanks for the push. Yeah. All right. You guys got what you needed. Share this with your um, colleagues. Please let people know, give them some support, reach out to them, Um, you know, help them get support. And um, until next time, we'll be doing more Facebook live. So make sure you follow us um, to, uh, to, to be informed. We're going to be doing more of these over the next several weeks, a couple of weeks. Bye guys. See ya. Bye.